0: This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by G.I. Jello. Uh, If you want to help support the show just like G.I. Jello did, head on over to runjumpstomp.com. No, that's not right. I can't remember now. Patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. I'm even going to leave that in. Not even going to fix it. Welcome back, everyone, to Switchcraft. Uh, your source for Nintendo news three times a week. We're going to start right off with feedback. Fast413 4, reviewed the show on iTunes. They said, For Nintendo Switch enthusiasts, this is a staple to add to your podcast subscriptions. This guy's real job is a teacher, and it comes through in his well-organized and well-presented podcast. This is the first time I've been motivated to check on check into a Patreon, so I could throw a buck a month just to say thanks. As he puts in a great effort, and I appreciate the timely information every other day or so. Awesome! Thank you so much, Fast Four Thirteen, for reviewing the show. I'm glad that you also signed up to be a Patreon. I very much appreciate it. Uh, if the, for those of you that are wondering how you can do exactly what he did, head on over to Patreon.com/runjumpstomp, and also head on over to iTunes and review the show. It is a huge help. I also have a couple of messages that came in via Discord. Um, last episode, I asked what you guys had planned for how you were going to be playing Splatoon 2. Were you going to be using gyro controls, or are you focusing on just uh, regular controls, no motion controls at all? Uh, I got two response. Um, was it two response or three? Well, well, we'll count them as we go. So first response, G.I. Jello uh, posted in the Discord. They said, after listening to the podcast yesterday, I was excited to try the split, the split Joy-Con for Splatoon 2. It didn't work very well for me. It feels very awkward. I'm usually not a fan of any motion controls, though, but don't mind using gyro aiming for Splatoon. Interested to hear other feedback. I will probably just stick with the Pro Controller for now. Fair enough. Uh, Beats Alive also posted in the Discord. They said motion controls for Splatoon 2 is a no-go. That was way too awkward. Very interesting. So those two... those. Those two are completely disagreeing with me and the other person that had uh, mentioned the, the, um, the split Joy-Cons. If anybody else has opinions on this, make sure that you write them in, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Uh, we also got a message from Captain Logan. Captain Logan said, uh, this is in response to me not really caring if there's a YouTube or Netflix and that kind of stuff on the Switch. Uh, Captain Logan said, imagine a world where you're watching a show on Netflix and someone wants to watch their show on the main TV. Easy to imagine, right? Sure, it happens. Uh, Now imagine walking over and picking up your streaming box and walking into the other room and placing it down and having it pick up right where you left off in seconds. The ease of gaming from one room to the next with content you're binging I love the idea that I can shift a location while watching shows with minimal clicks through menus. You know, you've got a very good point there, and I agree that that is really cool, but there's no remote for the Switch. So it's it's more of a controller kind of thing, and I just don't like using controllers to control my TV. I don't know why. I don't have a good reason uh, I, I just very much prefer my Apple TV for that kind of thing. And when like this happened last night, my wife and I were watching in the living room, we were watching a movie. Um, I was getting sleepy and I said, Hey, you mind if we go to bed? And she said, well, I want to finish this. I said, we'll, we'll just finish it in the bedroom. So we, we shut the movie off. We, and we were watching it on Hulu, by the way, we went in the bedroom, turn on the TV in the bedroom, uh, hit a button, maybe maybe four buttons, and the movie picked up exactly where we left off. It was very handy. Uh so that kind of thing is already in existence if you have multiple Apple TVs in the house. And I know not everybody does, um, but Apple TV's been around for quite a long time. Uh so I think that it's pretty easy to get that. If you're in and Chromecast is so cheap. I mean if that was your solution, let's say you don't like Apple stuff and you want to use Chromecast that's also really cheap and very easy to move from one TV to the next. In addition to that, there's also Roku, and I believe Roku would do the same thing. It would pick up right where you left off. If you've got a Roku box, let me know. I'm curious if that's something, if if I'm right about that. All right, well, that's it for feedback, guys. Thank you so much for those of you that are uh, contacting me. You guys are great. Uh, let's jump right into the news now. <laughs> Well, here we've got a very interesting rumor, uh, Amazon, was it UK or no Amazon.es, which was that Estonia? I don't, I don't know where that is, but anyway, they had listed Fire Emblem Fates complete edition for Nintendo switch. They even had like a a box art mock-up, which that doesn't seem like something that somebody can do by mistake. It's something, I mean, listing it by mistake. Yes. But the box art thing, somebody actually had to make that. And I don't think people that work at Amazon are in the business of making up, uh, making up rumors in order to get clickbait. Uh, so very, very interesting that this happened. But anyway, here's the screen or it, click on the link in the show notes and you can check out the screenshot, but it shows fire emblem fates complete edition for the Nintendo switch. I am very interested in seeing how this works. Um, Fire Emblem Fates is a dual screen game for the DS. You don't really have to use touch controls in order to to enjoy the game. I don't think I used touch controls at all. I just used the D-pad or the circle pad. Uh, So I don't think that that's something. However, what is this game going to look like? The game was originally made for a screen that i think is either 320p or 240p i can't remember which but either way it's a low resolution screen and the screen on the switch is 720p and when you hook it up to a tv that goes all the way up to 1080p which if they don't have some kind of way to change the the way that it looks it's going to look really really blurry and nasty um even even playing on my 3ds xl um you know, when you blow up graphics from the screen size that they're designed for, which is the 3DS, and you blow them up just a little bit to the 3DS XL, it looks a little blurry. I mean, it's only a little blurry, so it's not too bad. But if you blow it up a lot, it gets really blurry. So I'm very interested to see what they're going to do here. And this would be a hell of a deal. Uh, you know, you buy a $60 game, and the amount of hours that you could would get out of playing Fire Emblem Fates... That is essentially three games worth of content. Yeah, a little, a little bit of it is recycled. That's true. Um, but, you know, you get more maps and you get different gameplay scenarios uh, and you get different cutscenes depending on which game you're playing. And I think that that's really cool. And it would also allow people to just buy one game and then pick if they wanted to be Nor or, what is it, Hoshida? Um, like just organically as they as they played, rather than make that decision before they even pick up the game, uh, which which really bothered me about Fire Emblem Fates that I had to decide ahead of time when I bought the game if I wanted to be on the Nor side or the Hoshida side. Luckily, they had a demo for us, but the the um the expected release date was supposed to be seven uh, November seventeenth, twenty seventeen. So I'm very interested to see if this is something that's true i think it probably is um and later on in the year as we get closer to fire emblem warriors i guarantee i think that what we're going to see is a fire emblem direct and they'll tag this on at the end to try to surprise everybody but it looks like somebody at, at uh at amazon had other plans Woo-hoo. one of the complaints that people have is that the um the Joy-Cons or the Pro Controller don't have a headphone port. And so um, accessory maker Nico has made a Joy-Con grip that has a clip for your cell phone. Not the best solution. Uh, It's going to make your controller too heavy, I think, to really hold comfortably, especially for extended gaming sessions. But Again, it's just somebody trying to capitalize on Nintendo making a poor decision and not including voice directly in the console. Uh, I'm not going to harp on this for too long. I just, I I think that, you know, they're they're doing something cool. Uh, It's not something that interests me per se, but uh, the controller grip also has slots in the middle of it so that you can store games in there. It looks like it holds eight, maybe 16 uh, game cards, which is kind of cool. Um, I would be more interested in one of these that just held game cards, uh, and didn't have the extra thing to hold a phone on there. Again, I think holding the phone on there is going to make it too heavy and cumbersome to play, especially if you've got an iPhone, those things, uh, you know, they're made out of metal and glass. And so they're pretty dense, uh, especially after um, Apple had to deal with everybody trying to bend their phones, and so they started making the interiors out of stainless steel. So I don't think that this is a good solution. Uh, I'm certainly not going to buy this, but if you're somebody who is interested in this, just follow the link in the show notes to see where you can pick it up. Okie dokie! So it's kind of interesting. I already had this um, story in the show notes, and then somebody messaged me. I, I had a quick Zelda stream for a couple hours earlier. And uh, somebody messaged me during the stream and they were like, have you run into issues where your Switch uh, battery percentage quickly drains? And I said, no, but uh, I I am going to talk about this on the podcast today. Uh, I guess some people, even since the launch of the Switch, this is something that I haven't seen reported in very many places, which surprises me because uh, now that I uh, heard that it's not a real problem, I'm seeing more or hearing more and more about it, and let me explain why it's not a real problem. Because it is a real problem, but not in the way you think. I better explain now. Uh, So, if you are looking at your switch and it goes from, we'll say, a hundred percent down to one percent in like a minute, okay? That's a rapid battery drain. Like many, many percents in a very short amount of time. That's a rapid battery drain. Uh, now, if this happens, you might think, oh, man, there's something wrong with my battery. But what is actually happening is that the switch is not actually reporting the correct battery life, which is still a problem. Uh, it is still a problem because one person who had this happen to them, their battery hit 1% and usually the switch will shut off. It'll save what you're doing and shut off. But then it kept playing for an additional 45 minutes on 1% battery. Uh, and the total battery life was three hours in handheld mode. Um, so again, this seems like a false problem. It's not an actual problem with a battery, just with how it's reporting it. This reminds me of when I was a kid. Uh, my mom had this crappy car. And whenever we would go, her gas gauge would not register how much gas was in the car. So what we would always have to do every time she got gas, she knew how many miles she could drive on X amount of dollars of gas. And she she kept a post-it note on her dashboard and she would do the math real quick and figure out, okay, I got to get gas before I get to this number of miles. So I don't run out of gas. Uh, and this kind of reminds me of that same thing. We're not actually running out of battery. It's just telling us that we're running out of battery. It's still a problem. And it's really a big problem if it's happened since launch. Uh, only one person that was t- that Kotaku had talked to said that this happened since launch. Um, however, there is a solution. And apparently the solution is turn your uh, battery percentage display on and off again. So basically what you're doing is you tell, because you can have it so it just shows a little battery with how full it is, or you can have it show a percentage next to it. And if you are running into this rapid battery drain where it's reporting that you've dropped down to a very low percentage, shut the percentage part off and turn it back on and see if that changes. Um, And let me know if if you're experiencing this problem And also let me know if doing that fixed your problem. Uh, And after you let me know, I would actually contact Nintendo and tell them about it. Uh, Again, everybody was so uh, caught up with the idea of Nintendo Switches melting or um, bending or scratching the screen that people just weren't reporting on this very much. So it surprises me that um, maybe it's very, very few consoles out there, I guess. Um, But if it's happening to you, then tell Nintendo about it so they can fix it for others. And maybe they'll say, send yours in and we'll fix it for you. Uh, Unfortunately, because it's not a Joy-Con issue like when they first came out, that means you have to send in the whole unit. You can't just send in a Joy-Con. You actually have to send in your console. And that means no video games for you for a little while. But My experience in sending things into Nintendo has been very good. The people that I've talked to on the phone have been knowledgeable and friendly and speaking perfect English, thank goodness. Uh, And, uh, you know, the shipping cost was zero and it was all like next day shipping. So I got everything back really, really quick when I sent off my Joy-Con. All right, let's move on. Well, a few episodes ago, I told you the story about how The PS1 was about to come out, or or it had come out, and Nintendo was about to launch Star Fox 2, and then Miyamoto said, you know what, no, we're not going to launch this, it's going to get compared to real 3D graphics on the PS1, and it's going to hurt our brand, so they took a practically finished game and just tossed it. Luckily, we are going to get that game later on. I mean, many, 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 many years later, we're going to get that game. However, this is the kind of thing that seems to be happening again. Miyamoto, who has been kind of talking up Project Giant Robot for a long time, I think that he has now said that they have canceled the game. Um, Pre-orders have been canceled uh, from, oh gosh, who was the retailer? Uh, Best Buy. So Best Buy had emailed some um, some people who had pre-ordered the game. This was uh, a, a Wii U game, and they said, Due to circumstances out of our control, Project Giant Robot for the Wii U will no longer release on the console you had pre-ordered on, so we were forced to cancel your order. We sincerely apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused... Your method of payment won't be charged and you won't need to take any further action. Thank you for being a Best Buy customer, the Best Buy team. All right, well, it says in here, will no longer be released on the console you had pre-ordered on. So, some people are speculating that Project Giant Robot has found a new home on the Switch. I don't think so. I think, if anything, it might find a new home on the 3DS. But this was a game that seemed very, very focused on having a two-screen experience. You have one thing going on um, on the TV, and you've got something else going on on the Wii U Joy um, or, um, Tablet, uh, whatever the heck we call it now. I can't remember now. Um, so basically, you had a first-person view on the tablet, and you had a third-person view on the TV. And this was th- th- this game announcement came out at a time where Nintendo was like, okay, we really need to double down and show people why the tablet is necessary. Even though eventually they decided, let's just scrap it and, and launch the Switch. I feel like Miyamoto has said, the writing is on the wall and launching this game for the Wii U is a mistake, um, fiscally irresponsible and bad for our brand and so he has decided to cut it and will it move to the switch? I doubt it. That's a one screen system. Will it move to the 3DS? Maybe. Back when the back when the NX was announced, Iwata said specifically that they had realigned their departments to make it easier to move assets from one system to another. So maybe it's easy for them to move in, uh, some assets from the Wii U version down-res them some for the 3DS version, make it take up some less memory. And I think that if we are going to see Project Project Giant Robot ever, that we'll probably see it on the new Nintendo 2DS XL or the 3DS XL. My guess is it probably won't be used on the 2DS because my phone is ringing. Let me shut that off. Sorry about that. Um, Because... The processing power. I mean, if they're going to port a Wii U game down to the 3DS, I think that it might be a a bad idea to um, to do it all the way down to the 2DS. All right, I've got a couple of quick announcements, so we're going to lightning round the rest of this stuff. Uh, First off, if you want to watch Smash Evo tournament, it is now going to be shown on Disney XD. Uh, I guess you can watch it tonight. I can't find the time slot for some reason. Uh, Maybe you can find it in the link that I have, but I I think it was supposed to be at like nine o'clock tonight, but now I can't find it after the fact. Pikmin has a demo, hey Pikmin I mean, on the 3DS. You can download it for free. I downloaded it, I tried it. It is not a game for me. It is one of those games where you have to use both the circle pad to control and the stylus. And that has never been comfortable for me. I've tried over and over to play games like that. And every single time I end up disappointed. Um, I didn't play everything in the demo. I might go back and try it just for you guys and let you know next time what I think. But for the most part, my immediate impression was it's a good game. Hampered by crappy controls, um, but it's also I feel like aimed at kids. Uh basically you control Olimar, and it's now a side scroller instead of like a top-down version, and you control Olimar with the circle pad, who, by the way, this guy is the worst pilot on the planet. This guy crashes all the time. It's like it's his job. I can't believe people keep giving him ships. Uh but anyway, you control Olimar with the left thumb circle pad and oh there's only one but that's beside the point. Uh you command the pikmin to go do stuff by tapping on stuff on the bottom screen. This is not it's not good control design and I wish Nintendo would move away from this. I'm so happy that Nintendo has kind of I mean yes the switch has a touch screen but they're really moving away from touch screen inputs and I'm happy that they are. I very much prefer buttons. I know I may be in the minority but I think buttons are the better way to go um three awesome games that are coming to the switch jackbox one and two were announced as well as use your words now if you've never played any of these games these games require an internet connection um and you can have like i think like 20 people play some of them and the way that it works is everybody's got to have a smart device like a cell phone or a computer or a tablet and you start the game on your switch or in my case on the computer, because that's where I have these games. Uh, but you start the game and it connects to the server and it gives you a room code Then everybody in the room with you can, or if you're streaming it and maybe I'll stream it. Um, when I get these on the switch. Um, but when you, um, my brain stopped working, I saw a shiny thing go through the room and now I've forgotten. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody with a cell phone puts in the room code and then they are connected. And then basically you can play these games where you are drawing or sometimes you are typing in answers and things like that. And it is a very, very fun party game. I haven't played one to switch, but if I were Nintendo, I would have approached Jackbox and I would have said, hey, you want to do one of these as a pack in because people are going to love this thing. I know that it it's not. You know what? I, I just said that off the cuff, and now I kind of regret it. I don't think that, that Jackbox would be a good pack-in. It it would have been a very good launch game to have, uh, Jacks bo- Jackbox 1, 2, and 3. Right now, 3 is already on the Switch, uh, but 1 and 2 are coming. Uh, Use Your Words is kind of a jackbox light game. It's not as deep, doesn't have as much content, but also has a very cool game um, where... They show clips from a movie that would probably need to have subtitles, but they leave the subtitles blank, and then everybody types in the subtitles, and uh, everybody gets to laugh at the jokes that are made. Uh, this is a game that you can play with uh, both. All three of these games are games that you can play with families or with your uh, filthy uncle uh, uh, Steve, uh, and uh, you know where he says horrible things and offends everybody. And it could go anywhere from being a E for everyone game all the way up to a M M for mature or even adults only kind of game. It all depends on the crowd that you're playing with. And if you don't have one of these games on a system or a computer someplace, you need to get one if for no other reason than when your family comes over that you don't often hang out with and you don't have a lot to talk about. You load this up, and everybody in the room is going to be having a very good time. Just make sure that Steve knows that the uh, the kids are playing, and, and that he keeps it clean. Um, Nintendo Japanese Twitter uh, had posted uh, Fire Emblem Warriors screenshots. Uh, apparently, they're showing some aw- characters from Fire Emblem Awakening in the screenshots, which looks really, really cool. Another story that's coming out or, or that came out is that Puyo Puyo Tetris is getting a patch in August. It seems really focused on online matches. Uh, they're kind of doing a balance patch to maybe balance how easy it is versus uh, of uh, Tetris versus Puyo Puyo. T- um, I'm not sure which one is currently the one that you want to play in order to win more often, but I guess they're going to balance that out. And they're also going to Increase the punishment for rage quitters. Uh, and the last story is that Capcom has some cool Mega Man sneakers coming out in Japan. I hope these come to the U.S. I have a pair of the uh, the Zelda ones. They say "Game Over" on the bottom, and they have uh, they look like they're vans basically. And they look they've got little um, icons from the Zelda games. I love these sneakers, and I want the Mega Man ones. I think they look awesome. I'm a number one. Well, everybody, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story I missed, uh, please let me know. If there's something that you want me to talk about, please let me know. You can do so by emailing uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, uh, joining the Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You can give a phone call, and I'll play it on the air. That's 260-RUNJUMP, 260-786-5867. Uh, And don't forget to stop by the live stream sometime. That's twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And in case you couldn't guess, my name on Twitter is at runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can buy Doc Socks and uh, bags from my wife's Etsy page. You can join the Patreon and you can use the Amazon affiliate link. All those links can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.